Hello and welcome. It's Tracy Stanley speaking uh, to you from Brisbane on the 1st of July. Um, I'm here with my co-author Barbara Wilson uh, as a part of our Creativity Snippets podcast. Now in today's conversation, Barbara and I are going to be talking about how you can apply your creativity to writing. Um, and um, Barbara and I have both been writing um, in different contexts. I know Barbara has been doing um, a range of free writing courses and writing poetry. Uh, we've both written a book together, Creativity Cycling. And I've also written some other business books as well as some adventure, romance, fiction um, under a pen name. And so we'll be talking a little bit about our experiences today. Now, Barbara has recently written a great blog on the topic of applying your creativity to writing. So I'm going to pass the floor over to Barbara to talk a bit about some of the things that she's learned. Okay, thanks, Tracy, and, um, and good to speak with you today. Um, so I'm speaking from a somewhat cloudy south of France. <laughs> um, we still got the sun and it's very warm. So yes, um, the blog I wrote was actually around um, how to apply uh, what I've learned from my creative writing that I could, could be applied generally to creativity. So it's kind of that way around. Um, just to put that in context, I've been studying creative writing for the last five years, um, studying as in following um, sort of university courses. I've just finished my um, third level course with the Open University and along the way I've accumulated masses of notebooks full of writing, none of which I've yet published. Um, however, the learning's been very invaluable and I do have intentions to, to publish at some stage very near in the future. So if that makes sense, in the very near future. Um, so in, the, in my blog then, as Tracy said, I was trying to capture some of the main points I've learned along the way from my creative writing and then to try that and at the end of it, make it a more generalized learning that anybody can apply to any form of creativity. So if I can start, um, I've, I've go, I'm just going to go through a list of the main points that I summarized in the blog and then we can discuss each one of them um, at a time. So first of all, the, the first thing I would say is to write daily. Uh, most writers will say this anyway, and um, I'm a great fan of uh, Stephen King's book on writing, where he definitely advocates um, writing daily, setting a specific time aside for that, and making it a, a specific set time to write within. So for me, I've set up a kind of ritual in my life where I write in the morning, most mornings, I mean, there are times when it, when it doesn't quite work out like that. I write in the morning, I make it a ritual over a coffee, and I write for at least an hour. I think by doing that, you're getting into, and it almost not, doesn't matter what you write at that stage, the point is that you're writing. So, Tracy, wh what about you? What, what ritual? <laughs> I think what you've described is really creating a writing habit. You know, your ritual is a habit. And I think this idea of just getting up and starting is a good one. And um, I must say, 
I was really convinced of it when I was listening to another podcast, the Creative Pen podcast with Joanna Penn, who was interviewing another author, author called Sarah Painter. And Sarah says she basically like rolls out of bed onto her computer and just starts writing. Um, just so that she gets into the habit of writing every day and not overthinking when I can't write, what's the problem? Just putting, putting all the ideas down. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's that's great. So I think I think that's a, that's good to hear other people's examples. And I think that whole point about writing first thing in the morning is is quite interesting. I did try because um, one of the exercises I tried in one of the writing courses was to write as soon as you wake up in the morning and capture your first thoughts. Um, I'm afraid that it just didn't work out for me. So I, I need I need a little bit of tea or coffee for sure. uh, before that to get myself going. Yeah. So the second the second point I'd say, or I made in in my blog, was also to try exercises. So one of them was to try to take a random word or a phrase and use this as a starting point to write from. So if you don't know what to say when you're faced with um, your notebook. Um, and I just perhaps I can just say a quick word about notebooks here because I yeah. think that I have masses of notebooks that have got writing in them and I've got a few that are yet unwritten in waiting to be written in and every person I've spoken to who writes has a lot of notebooks um, and there's a whole joy in finding the right kind of notebook and the right kind of pen to write with Absolutely. so um, so to get yourself started, if you don't know what to write, <clears throat> just take a random word. Um, often there are people, I, I follow a, a few people on, um, uh, on internet who will, who will do this as a daily exercise for you. you. You get in your inbox every morning a random phrase and, and you start writing from that. And that's one of the ways of doing it. So for example, um, I, one of the short stories I wrote, I started with a random word of, uh, or a random phrase rather, of a bunch of keys. Mm -hmm. And the idea is just to write. So you start off, we're talking about a bunch of keys and it might come out very rationally. And then you just go with whatever comes into your head. Because you know the kind of conversations we all have with ourselves in our heads all the time. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll be talking to ourselves daily, or, you know, or most of us will. Um, and those kind of random thoughts and associations are the things that you're trying to capture here. So what you're seeing is, where does this take me? What's in, what was interesting when I, I did this particular exercise with a bunch of keys, that it ended up with um, a woman who bought clothes and hid them in a wardrobe from her husband. So that kind of series of associations that got me from a bunch of keys to hiding clothes from a husband, it was quite, quite amusing. Yeah. But it just shows the way that we can be taken off on a journey um, around our imagination almost. So I think that's, that's a really interesting exercise to, to start with. It also allows you to get into a state of flow. Yeah. And we talked about state of flow, or we wrote about state of flow in um, in our book, Creativity Cycling. But this is where you almost lose yourself to to what you're actually doing. So you really get into that flow that you're you're no longer seeing it as a task or something I have to do. Mm -hmm. So Tracy, what would you add in there? What would you like to 
come in with? There's this randomness. It reminds me of two stories I've been told. So the first story was by um, David Baldacci, who's a very famous writer of fiction. And he talked about getting two random things and putting them together. So if we pick up Barbara's keys on one hand and we say a pig on the other, and he would challenge himself to write a story with the beginning being a set of keys and the ending being a pig. Um, and he sort of uh, talked about how it really pushed his creativity trying to write something to make a connection between the two. So that story has, um, has remained with me. Uh, the other story about writing in flow was um, a process that um, Orna Ross um, in introduced to me. And she, I went on a workshop she was running and we had to get out our pen and paper. And she said, okay, everybody, I need you to write a letter to mummy. And it was just, I felt kind of awkward about the exercise, but once I started and it just all the things you think about money, it just started, the pen started flowing. So, um, that's another exercise of both things that I wasn't expecting. Um, but once the pen's on the paper and you start going, that it was very, very interesting, very, very useful. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the third point um, I make in my blog is to observe people. Um, just observe life around you on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Always keep a notebook with you and note down what, what you're seeing. Um, and by doing that, you, you've got a sort of potential for developing stories later on. But I think when you're first doing it, don't think of it as, oh, I, I need to write a story about this person who's going to um, come and sit next to me in the cafe or, or whatever. It's just a case of just looking, seeing somebody, seeing something happening, and just make some notes as detailed as you can around what's going on. So, I, for example, I'd often do this in... Um, when I'm in Paris sitting on the metro and I'll sit there with my little notebook and the next person that gets onto the metro mm -hmm. I just sit I just describe them in my book um, and then once I've described them I'll, I'll make up a little story about them you know what they're doing why they're on the metro at that time where they're going a um, little bit about their backstory and um, it's just a fun exercise to do but it, it can again it can awaken some creativity around a future potential um, story you're writing. So Tracy, what would you come in with at that point? Um, I agree. I think there's a lot of joy in everyday ordinary things and there are so many rich things, rich descriptions, rich experiences, rich feelings from everyday events that make great story, fodder for stories like if you think of Seinfeld, for example, Seinfeld was a, was a TV com about kind of nothing, really. Most of the time they'd be discussing all sorts of ordinary things, but it was kind of very funny just talking about ordinary stuff. And um, I also think in writing, I love it when something very ordinary is, uh, is, is kind of described really well. And um, I, I have a bit of paper here. Um, one of my favourite opening sentences was from um, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. I don't know those of you who are familiar with this book, talking about a doctor's first day and how he, you know, was involved in the carving of a lamb, extracting a molar and so forth. And just the very ordinariness of it had a beauty to it. So, um, yeah. So like you said, Barbara, I, I like to pay attention like you when I hop on the train, I look at people and I try and think about what they're wearing and what are their habits that make them unusual. 
And yeah, sometimes I even secretly take photos, which is a bit naughty, but that can then be a reference for coming back. <laughs> remind, remind me of the detail because there is there's so much detail. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that that's actually a good point about taking photographs because um, one of the one of the prompts that came into my head on one of my writing exercises was a photo I'd taken um, on a a sort of window shopping expedition in Paris and I'd seen some long knee-length uh, shiny blue boots oh, um, which I took a photo of and they entered into one of the stories as well because they, they were such a an unusual sight really they were bright blue and sparkly yeah. um, <laughs> anyhow okay so I think the the fourth point I'd, I'd want to make is to write longhand and in a way, this goes with my, it's connected with my first point, which was to write daily in, in a notebook. Um, if you're writing longhand, you and using, you know, a really nice notebook or um, a, a notebook you feel you want to write in, I think that's the, the important thing. You kind of act, actively choose your notebook and choose your pen or pencil and don't edit as you go along. Editing allows the rational logical mind in so I think the what's important there is that you you leave the editing to as late as possible um, and again Stephen King has something interesting to say to that I think he, he writes the whole first draft without editing um, perfectionism is the enemy of achievement yeah. um, so it, it's it's important there really just to to write and and to write in longhand yeah. Tracy. Yeah, I have. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. I have two. So it depends on my sort of kind of mood. I've got um, blank paper which has no lines on it, and I love that because I kind of feel like it gives me permission to scribble and draw diagrams and so forth. Whereas when I have lines, I tend to sort of be more ordered and write things in sentences and, and blow on from that. Um, I always have a new notebook when I'm hopping on a plane or I'm going somewhere where I'm anticipating waiting. And those are sometimes my most productive times when I've completely cut off from everything else. There's just the pen and me and I can sit quietly and I can get into flow and write. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and I think that that whole just getting into flow and, and also taking that, those moments really I think that's what what's important there is, but it can be any moment, uh, any part of the day, although I've said I write daily as a habit, to, to find if you've got a notepad with you and a pencil or a pen to be able to just write at any time of day and let that creativity flow is, yeah. is really good. Yeah. So the five, fifth point I'd make <clears throat> is to be, and it kind of goes with the first one, is to be happy to write badly. Yeah. Trust to write rubbish. <laughs> so you don't, you know, it's important not to judge, especially in the early stages of what you're writing. Um, because any ramblings you make will, you know, they'll develop into words, they'll develop into something you can use. Maybe they won't, but somewhere along the line later on, they're, they're there and they could go back to them and perhaps find ideas and projects from them that you can develop. So, you know, don't, don't, I think, don't be judgmental at that early stage when you start writing. Yeah. Tracy. And, and recognise there can be reasons why you're stuck on something. Um, you know, if, if, so it's interesting. I'm coming to the end of one book I'm writing about change stories, and I'm writing the hard bits, quite frankly. <laughs> and it's um, 
the synthesis, the pulling it all together. And um, sometimes I get there and say, oh, I must write, I must write and try and force myself. And then I say, no, 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 I'm, I'm stuck here. It's obviously, I, I need to go through some sort of incubation process. So I get up and go for a walk or go for a ride on my bike. So I pay attention to how I feel because sometimes when you get stuck, I think, oh, all the negative thoughts in your head think, oh, who am I? <laughs> who am I to be writing this? You know, I'm kidding myself. And I've got to recognize it. I've got to pull that out of my unconsciousness and, um, and take a break and take a break. So, um, yeah, start, start every day, but then recognize that when you are stuck, it, it might be time to sort of, um, to recognize you're stuck and try and think about, you know, why am I stuck or why am I, um, why am I not moving forward at this time? That, that's my process and that reflects where I am at the moment just trying to finish this book and get it all done and um, and I am actually I'm probably moving from the free writing I'm into a different phase I really am into the editing and the tidying it together so it's different set of skills I think to the beginning process yeah I think when I was talking about um, being happy to write badly it's it's at the very start of the, the process I think I think if you're getting a book ready for publication then that really doesn't apply um, but yeah and I'm talking about the sort of the more because in a way when you're looking at the whole creative process the first part is the probably the most creative and then the second part is the more logical rational stage at which you start editing or in in um, creativity and innovation when you start to develop it into a, a, a product or a, an action you can take so coming back to yeah incubation I think that that incubation works very well when you've written something and you've come to a point of closure or stuckness, put it aside and then leave it. Um, I, I was reminded I was reading something yesterday and reminded um, uh, that I, I listened to an, uh, an interview with the poet. She's a British poet, Vicky Fever. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that she often takes years to finish a poem. And she constantly revisits old notebooks in doing this kind of um, finishing or the finishing off process. Um, she has a range of old notebooks with jottings in them that warrant revisiting. So um, I, I think that's something that I would say as well, that, that I've, uh, I've got lots of um, writing put aside, stories that, that I can develop and um, let them incubate see where they go and then come back to them um, so I think that's uh, that that's a lesson around um, letting your you know letting your subconscious work while you're incubating yeah um, so yes um, where are we up to so we're up to point six now and I think which is don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, we're our worst enemies when it comes to self-censure. Yeah. And it's surprising how many of us do this all the time with, with everything. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday with, with a friend and we were both saying that you know, we constantly feel we need to do more and more of these courses so that we know, we can say we know um, rather than just getting on and doing it so I, I think sometimes we really are our worst enemies and we we do beat ourselves up too hard about um, about what we're doing yeah I see <laughs> like it's like a, a mountain and a valley like sometimes it's confident yes absolutely I can do this and then it's down the valley who am I kidding who, who am I to be doing this and it's uh, it's ridiculous and then I sort of say oh well what's the worst thing I could do I could fail <laughs> and then I confront it and then I move on from it so um yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I think that that's a, um, uh, something we all we all need to face. And I think the final point I'd make on on these um, points from creative writing is to reward yourself for small achievements. Yeah. So you know. One of the, the things I, I know you can't really make an assessment based on um, number of words, but I, I do have sort of targets of I'll have written thousand words in the next I don't know, two weeks, for example. Yeah. And then I reward myself when I've written those thousand words. Then I might go back and look at them again and, and edit them and change them. But it, it's just to reward yourself when you've, when you've got those milestone moments. I think that's, that's really important. Absolutely, absolutely. For me, it was actually the first time I decided to write a book. It was like, it was so exciting. I just made the decision. <laughs> and I'd done nothing other than thinking, oh, yes, I think I can go down this path. And then if I, you know, looking back, you know, I could reward myself for having a table of contents if I was writing a business book. And then I've written two or three chapters as another one. And so, yeah, there's, there's different ways. And you, and you do need to, because it's a long journey. It's a very, very long journey, writing a book and then editing it and so forth. So, um, yeah, make a note to plan for those moments to celebrate them. Yeah, absolutely. So to summarise, I, I, what I wanted to do is just to, to summarise how, how these points really relate in a more general sense to, to creativity. And I would suggest that the three main takeaways here for me would be, one, to allow your imagination the freedom to roam. In creative writing, we do this by, by the free rights, by the daily writing. Um, but you can do it in creativity by the techniques that you, you use, such as you know, the, the, the techniques like image work, um, to just, just let your imagination free. The second point, is don't be afraid to incubate your ideas. Leave them, um, do other things, then come back to them. So, and that incubation could be an hour, it could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a year even, dependent on the urgency of what you're doing. But do, do give your ideas freedom to grow and develop unconsciously and then come back to them. Yeah. And the final point is, again, a related to freedom. So it all seems to be about freedom here this morning. Allow yourself the freedom to make mistakes. And that kind of links to something you said earlier, Tracy. Um, because without, if you don't allow yourself the freedom to make mistakes, if you want to stay as a perfectionist all the time, then you're really going to tie yourself into such tight knots that, that creativity won't get in. So allow yourself that freedom. Tracy, what would you add here? Um, I think if I'd recap on some of the points I've made already, it's like pay attention to the beauty in, in ordinariness, you know. So when something, the way, someone, the way someone looks, the blue boots like you've mentioned, or someone says something really curious, write it down, capture it, have a way of capturing your ideas. Um, when I'm out and about, I have my phone with me and I take photos of things that are curious or that appeal to me and, and I think about what it is that's made me want to do that. Um, I'm also, when I'm, I'm a bit of a hangabout on Twitter quite a lot, when I see something explained in a strange way, I, I do a screenshot of it. And so I've got a, a stash of ideas that I can come back to because I remember them and I've snapped them. And it's important that you put them, whether they're, it's, it's a photo or whether it's some scribble notes, where you can come back and find them later on in the future. But yeah, it's, just, it's just the consciousness, paying attention 
to to all all that's beautiful and interesting because there's so much that's beautiful and interesting around us in our everyday ordinary lives yeah <laughs> great <laughs> okay that's good tracy then you were I was going to close with, um, yeah, it's interesting. I was just doing a little bit of online research for this, um, uh, for this podcast and I came across some great quotes by female writers, um, one from Virginia Woolf and one from Sylvia Plath. So the one from Virginia was that every secret of a writer's soul, every experience of his or her life, every quality of his mind is written largely in his works. So that's tapping into your own experiences and using that to add richness to your writing. And then from Sylvia, and by the way, everything in life is writable about if you have the outgoing guts to do it and the imagination to improvise. The very worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. So Great. Everybody, um, happy writing. <laughs> and thank you. Bye, Tracy. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. Happy writing. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.